Shining a spotlight on the news you won't hear anywhere else. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. This story, it's not going to be on CNN. It's not going to be on MSNBC. The Rants Report on the Todd Herman Show. It may not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. For now. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Rants and Entourage. Good morning. The Entourage is not allowed to speak, so please don't speak to them. <laughs> Jason, I'm going to do something I've never done for another host, not even a guest host. I want to introduce this piece you have about this false charge of racism because it's one of the most entertaining Twitter threads you've ever published. I'm going to let you come in after the intro of the great political swindle because only Jason could pull this off. I'll play the sounder now. Not a benchmark, mind you, Jason, just an occasional sounder. There was the sting, Ocean's Eleven, and the Italian job. But why rely on fiction when we have the real thing? The Todd Herman Show presents today's episode of The Great Political Swindle. Starring Jason Rance in three, two, one. Hit it, Mr. Rance. Gourmet Sahili is a council member in King County who decided that Kathy Lambert was tackling him and putting his image in an ad, an attack ad against her opponent by the name of Sarah Perry, because he's black. And of course, people just jumped on it immediately and said, of course, they're going after Jermay Zahili because of racism, because Kathy Lambert is this awful person. However, the entirety of this mailer focuses on the fact that her opponent in Sarah Perry is a fringe anti-police socialist who represents (laughs) Seattle values. And so part of the reason why Gourmet Zahili is in it, who, by the way, is not alone in this ad, Bernie Sanders (laughs) is in it, Kamala Harris and Shama Sawan, is because perhaps, and just go with me for a moment, maybe they chose him because he is a Seattle socialist, (laughs) anti-police council member who's arguably the highest profile on the council. It's possible that that's the reason. (laughs) And so, of course, people are jumping on this and saying this is proof of racism. They're going after Kathy Lambert, which they've been going after her this entire time because they want to completely transform the King County Council, get rid of all of the Republican votes. Unlikely to do that with Reagan Dunn, but it's looking like Kathy Lambert is vulnerable here. Lots of money, lots of attention is going into this. So folks, number one, need to make sure that they vote for Kathy Lambert. But number two, call out this nonsense, and it is so easy to call out. There's some Teen Vogue. Do you know who she is? She's a Teen Vogue writer. <laughs> well, wait. She's Seattle, I, think, I have no clue who oh, she is. Oh, yeah. No, she's Teen Vogue, but she is also um, the people at oh. Safe Seattle have proven that she is connected to the campaign of the, and I do mean this, I think Nicole, Nicole Thomas Kennedy, I believe she's a lunatic. The woman who may well be Seattle's uh, city attorney. I'm not trying to call names. I think she's a lunatic. You and Andy No, look at you, big shot, going back and forth, tweeting with Andy No, retweeting you, Mr. Blue Check. Um, that he Is proved. That a big deal? It, <laughs> no, it's not. But I, I, it used to be. It used to be I, did, I, I didn't know you, that that was so impressive. Oh, I remember when you got your blue check, man. It was like four or five years ago. You were waving around that. Day oh, no, I was. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> waving that around. I thought about the Andy No thing. I'm like, I've known Andy oh. for a while. Oh, okay. So, but Andy, in responding to one of your texts, Jace, or one of your tweets, uh, pointed out that Nicole Thomas Kennedy celebrated the burning down of what she calls the youth prisoner attempting, uh, attempting to burn it down. 
right? So you you look at all of this. That woman that you're mentioning, Teen Vogue, she apparently works for Nicole Thomas Kennedy, gets yeah. pieces like that planted, and then Nicole Thomas Kennedy comes along and goes, oh, wow, Teen Vogue wrote about me. Amazing. Uh, let me ask you this. You, the, the, you, I hope people remember this, that Rance was given um, a reward and recognition of his work helping to back the blue in Seattle. And you, uh, Jason, you own the police beat. And I mean this legitimately. I'm not, I'm not trying to kiss up to a colleague. You do. What does this mean that it's now 291 cops who have refused to take the knee to this unconstitutional, vicious, nakedly tyrannical mRNA injection diktat? What does it mean to the city if they have to fire 290 cops? It means the city will not be protected at all. And by the way, there's been a slight update to that. You can add a little more than 100 uh, to, to that number. When the SBD put out numbers just a couple days ago indicating that all in, there was something like 300 or so who just simply hadn't put in their vaccine verification paperwork yet. It doesn't mean that they're unvaccinated. Many of them who I know are vaccinated, they're doing this at the very, very last minute uh, because they don't want to have to do this. There are about 100 or so that we've now learned was not part of this number who've asked for an accommodation. And we don't know if those accommodation requests have been approved. All, all indications that they have not yet been approved, nor have they been denied. So that number is actually a little over 100 more than what you wow. think. Right now, we have 1,048-ish deployable staff members. That means people who can actually put on a uniform and respond to emergencies, 911 calls, whatever it happens to be. But as you know, of course, not all of them are working at once. And so there are instances, just like on Monday in the East Precinct, that's Capitol Hill, where there were only three officers on duty. Oh, my Good Lord, and they had man. an issue where they had to bring people in from other departments. This is according to Mike Solon, who was on my show yesterday. So we are at crisis levels right now. 149 officers have left so far this year. More are going to leave. There are about 125 who are on, quote unquote, extended leave. That just means that they're either taking vacation time or sick time. And lots of them are just burning through their time before they actually leave the department. So you, you add on top of that, let's just say a, a for the sake of argument 150 more who end up getting fired as a result of the mandate you, you don't have a police force not really and so right now they have contingency plans that are saying every single person has to be uh uniform ready to go out into the field if we need them Okay. Well, good luck with that, getting people behind the desk. And I'm not talking about cops behind desks. Cops do jobs behind desks. But good luck getting all the dispatchers and everyone out and street ready for this. Um, the the event In the event that this happens and they do push forward with this firing, it'll come at the same time that a bunch of nurses are fired. You've probably heard the coverage on this program about this commonspirit.org, Virginia Mason, CHI Franciscan, telling a woman to get shot up with these injections, even though her two doctors, allergists and MD, said this stuff is potentially fatal. I've seen the same with firefighters. I'm seeing the same. You broke a story. What was it? The Department of Health and Human Services in the state had, what, 50% of employees who hadn't gotten these mRNA injections? Is that is that correct? Well, again, we don't know what the official number is going yeah. to be once they calculate. So the numbers that I had prior to the deadline of Tuesday was at 50% because that's the wow. latest that they had actually put out there. Now, they're saying that that number has jumped significantly since then. And 
I certainly believe that when you hold someone's job and livelihood accountable, it turns out they might feel uh, vulnerable and, and maybe exploited into taking a, a position that they didn't previously take. So my assumption is it's going to still be up there. But I mean, I mean, think about this. L- let's say 80 to 90 percent of the state workers and hospitals and schools are fully vaccinated. That's still 10 to 20 percent that you're going to fire. And think about that just on a hospital level where staffing is already a significant issue. That's going to make it worse when you have a uh, school take away 10% of the staff. Tell me what that does to them. It it completely cripples them, especially if you're talking about it being disproportionately teachers. And then when you're looking at any of these agencies, literally any of these agencies, you you cut 10 to 20% of the staff. What do you think that does to services? They're not going to be functional. And yeah, I suppose they can go ahead and just go on a hiring spree, but they're just going to hire people who are not as qualified as the people who clearly are because they're currently there with institutional knowledge. And it's going to cause some significant issues. My, my, my guess is at the end of this, the governor will still try to cheat the system and not actually fire people. He's just trying to get as many people to, to get vaccinated as possible, and he's doing it in an underhanded way. Yeah, I like what you wrote on Twitter. Shocking development when you exploit someone's financial insecurity and threaten their livelihood. You can coerce them into doing things against their will. But let's pretend this tactic is noble. And in all of this, there's a missing segment of society. Totally missing. People with natural immunity. Here's how I know it's a scam. If natural immunity is not respected, it has nothing to do with actually healthcare. There's a bunch of other signs of that. Jason, for all these many years, it's been a joy to work with you. I appreciate you coming on the Todd Herman Show. We look forward to having you back for the Ranch Report quickly because Clock Integrity, what's coming up on the great big show at KTTH 3 p.m. today? Such a huge show that I have not planned anything yet because it's 7.30. (laughs) But I'm I'm assuming it's going to be amazing. We'll we'll probably have Kathy Lambert on to speak to this. All right. Pay attention to that. 3 to 6 p.m. Jason Rance exclusively on KTTH. Todd Herman Show will continue.